It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Uh, my man, who's been doing, with, doing it with us for so many years, he is Dan Berger, one of the great wine authors and experts Daniel, it's been what, like three months since we did this, so great to see you. Welcome back. And uh, yeah, you look uh, refreshed. <laughs> well, I pretty much did nothing but sleep and watch TV for three months, but now we're back and uh, we're getting it together. Uh, our guest today is uh, Trichini Winery. Dan Barwick is with us. Dan, great to see hello, you, man. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, Berger and I were just talking about the last few times you were on the show, and uh, you always crack me up, <laughs> and it's always fun having you on. So welcome back. One of, my, one of your listeners said it sounded like a frat party last time I was here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, get closer to your mic when you get a chance here. Dan Barwick is the uh, winemaker at uh, Trichini. Let me start with Dan Berger. Give me a, just a short version, and we've done your long life story yeah. on the show before, uh, which right. is fascinating, but just as far as the world of wine and here in uh, uh, the Bay Area wine country, give everyone, because we have a, a lot of new listeners. Synopsis. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I started writing about wine uh, in 1975 and uh, still doing it writing a column for the Napa Register every Tuesday. I write for a syndicate uh, that shows up every week uh, nationally. It goes to newspapers all around the country. I do a newsletter that comes out of my back bedroom. <laughs> and, uh, and then I do the show with you, Steve, and it's the most, that's the most fun I have in the whole week. Get a, uh, crawl a little closer to that mic. Okay. okay. Thank there you. Or, yeah, pull the mic to right, you. Right. There you go. That's better. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dan Berger, uh, just one of the most, uh, as I always tell people, one of the most amazing people I've ever met in the world of wine, especially here in the Bay Area. My, business, my business card says wine journalist. And well, that's it's, what it's you've not, done. That's absolutely correct. I mean, I don't, I'm not a critic. I'm a critic only in the sense that I have to do that. But really, it's journalism. Yeah. Now... We uh, usually begin uh, California Wine Country with uh, a little taste of uh, Dan's cellar wines. His cellar is bigger than all the, uh, the railroad cars here at, uh, at Crush. It's um, true. It, it is amazing. And he brings in something that he picks out of his uh, wine cellar. Uh, what have you brought today? Today, it's 2016 Frog's Leap Sauvignon Blanc I love from Frog's Leap. Rutherford. They're doing a great job with Sauvignon Blanc. Most people will buy it, drink it up. And I held on to this one bottle from 16. It's seven years old. And this is... Now, Steve, you've done, we have done this for years and years and years. And every time I bring in something like an old Chardonnay, it's tired. Or if I bring in an And I often go, this sucks. Right. But often I love what you (laughs) bring in. But the Sauvignon Blancs are never bad. Yeah, Always good. uh, Why do they age so perfectly, even in your cellar? And you've got stuff there from the 1920s. Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) someday I'll reach one of my birth year ones. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Actually, what the fun part about Sauvignon Blanc is that it's... And Dan can address it. Dan Barwick can address this. Sauvignon Blanc is an interesting variety because it does have a lot of life in it that most people will never see because they won't age them in long enough to, to try. Right, right. Tell me about that, Dan. Well, we, we're talking about acid is the, the answer 
to your question to Dan. And by the way, why can it age so well? and Dan speaks about acid as you guys do and all yeah. our guests. And uh, I just that reminds me that Blair keeps telling me you got to remember to tell everybody that you call this show the Drive NPR on acid. So you just reminded me on that. But, 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 Dan, talk about, yeah, keep going with the acid and, and, well, and what makes Sauvignon Blanc so special. It is, it's, it's the amount of acid in the wine that sort of preserves it. It lowers the pH. Right, so okay. a, a, a sort of a, a analogy is that, that if you pickle something, what you're really doing is you're lowering that pH to preserve the fruit or the vegetables sure. in that solution. Right. It's a similar effect, except we're not going with vinegar. We're just going with uh, high acid in a wine. But the pH is the most important number in winemaking for me. And my guess is this is 3.3. Or lower. Could be lower. It could be lower because it's old. Yes, you're so right. You're older right. wine. So seven mm. years old for this. I mean, it's it's can lovely. Imagine, can you imagine how good this is with fish? I mean, just imagine. Just Unbelievable. Mike, go down to the crush uh, cellar and bring up some fish, please. <laughs> um, no, this is really good, Dan. I mean, there's many times you bring in a, cell, uh, a bottle of, uh, from your cellar, and I go, Dan, this sucks. But this, this is really good. A I Sauvignon don't, I don't Blanc. don't mess around when it's my inaugural show after our COVID hiatus, <laughs> whatever we call it. And this is the first time I'm back on, and it's Fridays, and I love Fridays. And this wine is a special treat, and I'm so pleased, pleased I have. Now, I don't have any more. This is it. This is my last bottle of the 16. However, there is a bottle of 17 waiting for us. Okay. <laughs> and again, our guest is the winemaker at Trachini, Dan Barwick. Always a pleasure to see you, and always great to have you on, because you oh, crack me up, and we get along Let's great. Get cracking. <laughs> uh, I always start with a, a little history of the winery, etc. Trachini Winery. How long have they been around, and how did it all begin? And we, um, um, our partner John Vicini, who sadly passed away in March this year. Um, hi, John. Um, um, came to me in 1999, and we did our first vintage wow. Sauvignon Blanc in 1999, and uh, so it's quite a while—25 years or something like that—that that we've been uh, making Sauvignon Blanc. Um, uh, we made a, a, a lot of different wines now but well you're doing chardonnay and pinot chardonnay obviously and, 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 and merlot a, which i love we did and then a grenache Blanc i bought in oh and oh, i bought cool. the same wine that i made for another winery i worked for a couple of years back and um, i managed to be lucky enough to capture that fruit from a, a, the 2022 vintage and here it is and uh, i think it's uh, my my favorite one of the favorite wines i've ever made Really? Really. That's saying yeah, so. I love, I love Grenache Blanc as a varietal. Tell, tell us about where this vineyard is located. This vineyard is in Rockpile, and I believe it is the only white fruit in the whole of the AVA. Wow. Um, this vineyard, uh, Gary Branham Vineyard, who I've been working with since uh, 2010, and he planted this probably just after that, and I've been eyeing this vineyard for some time, um, and it became available, and uh, the idea... My style is to keep it focused and lean and um, make it very, very food friendly. And that's obviously no malolactic fermentation. No malolactic, extremely reductive winemaking. Tell people more about Grenache Blanc. Well, it's a Rhone, it's one of the Rhone white 
grapes um, and uh, it, it, it likes a little heat, so it's not a cool climate white grape. It's a sort of a warmer climate. But it's a little white tricky grape. in the vineyard because if you don't pick it at the right moment, it, 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 it loses some of its acid and you can't afford to allow that to happen. No, you have to, with, with Grenache and Viognier is another, it has nothing, no flavor, no flavor, and then boom, it has this little window where the right. acid and the flavors are right in that perfect uh, Yeah, and you've got to kind of try and, and boom, stay in that window and make it happen. It. Yeah. And it's such a, you know, just such a delicious wine to uh, drink on its own and so food friendly, and that's the acid thing going on again. And uh, not everyone has a Grenache Blanc, and I think everyone should go and try one. That's really gorgeous wine. It's got and we will taste it and talk more about it in just a moment. I just want to remind everyone, this is California Wine Country. We now do it every Friday. We've been doing it on Wednesdays for 15 years. Now we've moved to Friday, and Dan Berger and I are both happy about the Friday thing. We should have done that years ago, but we're, we're cool. It's California Wine Country, and we've been podcasting it and saving all the uh, segments for so many years. And you can go back and listen to any segment at calwinecountry.com. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. And our guest today is Dan Barwick, the winemaker at Trichini. Okay, now what is this that I've just been pouring? The Grenache Blanc. This is the Grenache Blanc. Okay. Uh, uh, Before we get into the Grenache Blanc, Dan, uh, as I always do, give us your history as a winemaker and how you wound up here and... You don't have the, give you the short That's version. not a Sonoma County accent that you have, no, so it is ex- not. explain I, your history. I was born in Dover, England, um, and I came to the United States um, in 1991 to do a harvest to learn more about wine as a whole. Um, I was selling it wholesale at the time, and I've also sold it retail and um, pretty much everything in the wine business now. Um, And I fell so much in love with the process of turning those grapes into wine that I stayed um, for another harvest. And that turned into another harvest. And And the rest is history, and and, and and you're a Sonoma County guy now. Yeah, and um, then I got married to my wife, Sonia, in 95 and 96. Uh, We we moved to Burgundy, and I worked there. Great experience. What a place. The food, the Man, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, and then '97 uh, went to South Africa, and we spent a year there um, and did some safariing. Um, we had a little uh, VW Rabbit, and we were the only guys in the in the. That sounds dangerous. The safari, on the safari <laughs> that wasn't driving a four-wheel drive vehicle, and we got charged by elephants and rhinos and intimidated by all sorts. Uh, but it was, you know, we got through it and here to tell a great story. And then from there we went to Australia. Um, I was in the uh, in Sydney working in a wine shop there, uh, Porter's Wine Shop on Bondi Beach. Great experience. And um, then went to did a harvest in the Barossa Valley. Which is still very dear to my heart. And where's that? Barossa, South Australia. Yeah, South Australia. Yeah, yeah okay. Great Shirazis, Cabernets, uh, Old Vine Grenache. And how did you wind up in Sonoma County? Um, I, I lived in the came to the states and did a sort of sabbatical for in in the late eighties. And I came and basically visited some friends who were living in Sonoma County, which just worked out well for the wine business thing. And uh, I've lived here ever since. Love it. One of one of the most beautiful places on the planet. 
I agree. And we were talking about that earlier today as far as my 50-year radio career. And uh, I'll just say again, I, I got here in the early 80s and uh, was working at a station here. And Bill Bowker and I were just talking about this. And I got a, a, a job offer for big bucks in L.A. And I went, oh, I got to do that because I'm young and yep. it's L.A. Yeah. Who and I th- sat down and thought about it and went, no. I like Sonoma County, and I'm not going to travel around the world, and I go to L.A., and I work for six months and get fired, and then I'm, what do I do? You know, the whole traveling radio guy thing I'm not going to do, and I've been here since the early 80s and decided to stick. So I understand you got here, and you felt the same way. Why go anywhere else? There really isn't any need. Right. He is Dan Barwick, winemaker at Trachini Wines. Uh... Quickly, let's talk about the uh, tasting room. Uh, and by the way, it's trachiniwinery.com. Mm. You guys are in downtown Santa Rosa, uh, closed Tuesday and Wednesday for tastings. Yeah, but... I got to interrupt you there. Yeah, the, go ahead. The, the, the tasting room is no longer open. Um, since, well, see, uh, since... you have to have them update your website. I, I think I should. Yes, you I should. should. Are you listening, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the story with tasting at uh, Trichini? Um Well, the, the whole company's structure changed when John passed. Um, and okay, this yeah. is our new, finding our new feet and, and making life and making this business better for everybody that was involved. And they were excited with the new sort of position we're in simplifying things so you're figuring everything out which is what we're doing on this show now too yeah Yeah. you know you got to take a step back and go okay how do we want to do this what are we going to do turn turn your mic a little closer to your being being, being, thank you being being stress-free and and happy is 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 is, is, cannot be underrated i'll drink to that salute all right this grenache blanc what year is this 2022 it is a 22. Yeah. It's delightful. I mean, Thank my you. God. It really needs some food. Where was that? Where's the guy with the fish? Where was he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that's lovely, man. I think it is. And it, 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 these wines are really, really designed to be with food. So you get a little an, animal fat or protein, then this wine takes off and creates other dimensions, um, which this- is the most exciting thought of about being in this wine business, finding all these new flavors and these new matches of food. And, yeah, and, um, exactly. You know, get in the kitchen and look in that fridge and just go grab something, and it'll, one wine will go with I'll it. I'll tell you, we've got to save some of this, Mike, for my linguine vongole, my spaghetti and clams that I make so well, I'm proud of. And uh, no, well, this yeah, would yeah. kill. I with think it would, yeah. Linguine yeah, and clams. Some, some garlic and herbs in there. Oh, yeah, yes. That's it. Plenty of garlic and herbs. Yeah. Uh, all right. So how long have you been with uh, Trichini? Uh, yeah, point? we're going 1999 was our first harvest. Wow. So we've been there since then. So there's, a, there's a number, and it's above 20 and below 30. That's all I can really work out. He is Dan Barwick, winemaker at Trichini, uh, trichiniwinery.com. Uh, so you guys are readjusting and uh, coming up with uh, new thoughts and ideas as far as tastings go and such. Uh, what else is happening at the winery? Well, uh, we, we moved where we're making the wine to a location in Hillsburg, which is very good for me because oh, cool. that's where I live. Um, we are, we've got a new vineyard, a Sauvignon Blanc vineyard um, from Alexander Valley, and I was there uh, this week and tasting the flavors and the fruit, and I'm thrilled excited to be working with the Reynoso family 
and uh, with this Sauvignon Blanc and uh, the, 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 like the taste of the juice it was only it's another two weeks before we harvest it and the flavours are just bursting and the acid is no, just nice. profound let's talk about uh, the harvest coming up and yeah. in some ways it has especially for uh, sparkling wines uh, yep. Joy, Joy Stilling, uh, Sterling yep. uh, put a thing on Facebook yesterday say they've already started picking for their uh, sparkling wines and such yeah uh, as far as Trichini goes, and you as a winemaker, uh, how's the year uh, been for you guys? I, I've uh, talked to other winemakers recently who have said, good year. I, I believe so. Um, and the flavors are terrific. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's because uh, we had a very early frost in November, and by December it was cold enough for those vines to shut down, which is very unusual right. in this uh, part of the wood, neck of the woods. So a Frenchman in Bordeaux told me, or a group of Frenchmen told me, that the earlier the frost, the, the sooner the vines go to sleep. And you want them Usually, to go to sleep. We, we want them to preserve that energy. Hibernation is critical for the vines. Exactly. It is uh, for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Dan. So they, these, old, these French guys in Bordeaux, and, and I got best to be in their company said that the earlier the frost and the and the, the the longer that they're asleep the better we had an early frost so they went to sleep in december for sure sometimes they never go to sleep right and then we had a very late spring or late warmth in the spring so they were asleep for a long time so mother nature has been kind to uh, wine country in california these days Today, this, this year, this year, this year, yes, and and I'm going to touch some word because we, we're not done yet. But no, uh, I understand. Um, yeah, I, I'm thrilled, thrilled. And the word in the street is that everybody is thrilled with the vintage because it's similar to 2011, which, which was, was a great cool, year, very great year and a cool year. Although it didn't make for the most opulent wines, it made for no. perfect balance. And everybody who is a real winemaker loved. 11 from the standpoint of balance. Are we looking at more quality and quantity this year, or what? Um, I don't think the quantity is there. I think it's an average year, right. uh, looking in the vineyards. Okay. Or even perhaps on the lighter side. Okay. But it's been that way the last number of years, hasn't it, as far as uh, quantity goes? Uh, the the last big sort year of we light? had was 2018, was a, what, we, what I call a wamper, where okay. you, know, you were finding any way to ferment the fruit that kept coming 2020 in. would have been a decent good. vintage if it hadn't been for the smoke. Right. Correct. A lot of Correct. smoke, and then the red wines weren't picked because of the smoke. Right. But the, the, the 2020 wines that were made are absolutely delicious. Dan? I think the best part about the vintage in Sonoma County at this stage is uniformity. Everybody says it's going to be a little bit later, three weeks to a month later, for sure. But what's really good about that is the acids are really fine this year. They're really good acidity. So we, we are making progress toward all things equal if the weather holds. It's going to be one of the best vintages we've had in a long time. That's great to hear. You, you yeah. go back to 2011, 2010, obviously preceding it, was also a very, very cold vintage. And, and both those vintages were not kind to the stress level for winemakers because things were not getting right. Yeah, right, had exactly. To place them, get in the vineyard and make different changes to the canopy and uh, right. really had to tease it through. 
Um, to get it right. It is California Wine Country, now every Friday on The Drive, brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Our guest today is Dan Barwick, winemaker at Traccini Wineries, TraciniWinery.com. Dan, it's been almost three months since we uh, were on the air doing California Wine Country. Give me some of your thoughts and what the hell you've been doing. Well, I'm working on a book, and that's been driving me nuts. So, of course. Uh, you know. But uh, the book is on the back burner for about six hours now, so I can take a brief. I, I was up till 3 in the morning last night working on Chapter 3. Of the book office. is obviously about wine. But it's, uh, it's all about Cabernet. It's about the oh, his, really? history wow. of Cabernet in the United States. No wow. kidding. That's very, it's very, it's, some people will not like what I say, but hey, that's life. Uh, I Ooh, also Fascinating. Well, yeah, why do you read chapter two? <laughs> uh, the other thing, I'm, I'm working on a lot of interesting theme articles. The articles that I'm working on for the Napa Register are, are theme-related because what I found is that if you put together a lot of material on the same subject, eventually you reach a point where philosophical problems arise. And so I have to address those. And so this is really an interesting uh, uh, stage of my career trying to go back in my memory and to try to remember all these pieces that I've remembered years ago, but did, and I'd forgotten them all. And so now they're starting to come and... No, put, I understand. I can't even remember, remember your name. <laughs> we're, we're all old Don't ask now, me. Right? I'm in trouble, too. <laughs> uh, he is Dan Berger and my co-host for all these years on California Wine Country. Again, calwinecountry.com for the podcast to listen to all the past shows. Our guest today is Dan Barwick, uh, the winemaker at Tricini. Uh That uh, last wine we tasted, I'm, I'm just totally in love with it. And, yeah. uh, it's I, delicious wine. When you get that, 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 that uh, pasta with the clams and the herbs and the garlic, oh, man. you're going to be just uh, giddy. And are we moving on to something else? In the, if we are, a- then cap... That Grenache Blanc, so I can take it home yes, before sir. Dan drinks it all. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the next one I've got is a, a 2022 uh, Russian River Chardonnay. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, this is sort of a preview. It's not released yet, but um, I bought it particularly for Dan because of he. I read an article of his and he talked about it about finding balance in Chardonnay. And as you know, you've been on with us before. Yeah. I'm. Steve Chardonnay Jackson. <laughs> oh, and I can't wait to taste this. Oh. Well, what it, year is it, this again? Twenty twenty two. So it's a baby. So okay. it's only been in the yeah. bottle for three months. And Dan, and I haven't tasted it. Uh, how long would you lay this? I I called Dan Dan lay it down burger, but uh, <laughs> I, well, I, because the wine is beautiful, so beautifully structured. Um, I'm guessing your pH in this is no more than about three two five. Fabulous structure, great acidity. I would put it away for at least three years before I would even open really? it. Really? But I would wait. Maybe, ideally, this should go five to seven because there's a load Jeez. of there's a load of, of minerality in this in the aftertaste yeah. of this. Oh one. yeah, I'm getting that big time. It's the min- really minerality, yeah. And the spice component and the upfront uh, aromatics, and then the mid palate, which is all fruit, 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 and then so you must have aged this in barrels, but it's so transparent you can't see it. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, I man, think there's a nice. little there's a little kiss of that uh, sweet French oak there that, uh, that mm. I, 
It's sort of a God, that's California good. Chardonnay love. And, uh, oh man, the back end of this wine, tasting it. That is the secret, the back end. Exactly. It's, it's killer. Good grief. So this is, this is uh, virtually no malolactic. Good. <laughs> um, you know me. <laughs> and, and, and fermented in used French puncheon, so 500 liter. So twice the size of a normal barrel. Oh God, that's good. And so we're getting Delicious all of that wine. texture from from Whew. from the cooperage without getting slathered in oak and and, and masking that fruit. This is a this is a journey that twenty years or more well, I've been trying to find that Chardonnay that create, has balance and yet has that well. Comfort, you have done it, my Chardonnay friend. characters. Where's the vineyard? This is two vineyards: um, Peter's Vineyard, which is in Sebastopol. Uh, Randy Peters is, is one of the best growers in Sonoma County um, and uh, very meticulous in his vineyard, understands his vineyard exceptionally well and, and we work very well together and we know when to pick and uh, it's it's one of those sort of simpatico things where exactly. grower, it, it's sure. a beautiful thing. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards and Davis Bynum Wines. We used to do it for 15 years on Wednesday. Now we have moved it to Friday, and I'm so glad we did. And Dan Berger, my co-host for so many years, is glad too. And our guest today is Dan Barwick, winemaker at uh, Trichini. Hey, folks. And uh, as I mentioned prior to the break, we've talked about acid in wine. And, uh, you know, I I want to talk more about acid in wine and how important it is and why. Uh, Dan, I'll turn it to you first. If you ordered a piece of grilled seafood, such as swordfish, the first thing you want to do is put some on it, like butter or, or lemon juice, because the swordfish by itself is pretty bland and pretty neutral in flavors. I mean, there are some flavors in swordfish, but by and large, it's neutral. So you basically you add lemon juice. Why do you add lemon juice? Two, two things. Number one, it adds the lemony flavor. And number two, it adds acid. What does that do? What acid does is it increases your saliva in your mouth, which has protein. And the acid and the protein combine to increase the flavor profile of the food you're eating. So one of the reasons we drink dry wine is it goes so much better with food. And mm-hmm. when, we do, when we do this and we pick the right foods to go with the right wines, it's the acidity that makes the food taste better, not the flavor of the grapes. It's the flavor, it's the, it's the impact of the acid with the food. And that's why we have wines with good acidity. All right. Now, uh, there are four primary types of acid found in wine, tartaric, malic acid, citric acid, and lactic acid uh, about five others but that's another story well, uh, <laughs> well my crack staff i don't i used to have a crack staff at now the other place now and now they're all now in they're crack. crack and i had well I you're, had, you're right the, the two but the, the two primary acids in the juice of the grape are tartaric acid and malic, and malic acid, acid yeah there's a little bit of citric but negligible yeah okay. ne- like parts per million but you know the when lactic he, you mentioned which is also important, yeah. is that there's a, there's, a, there's a bacteria that our creator created that 
It's only job that we know of is to eat malic acid and turn it into lactic acid. Okay. Going back a long I, way. This, I this think I'm following you. around a long time waiting for wine to appear. <laughs> so, uh, uh, again, Mr. Barwick, uh, explain again to everyone why the acid in wines is so important and how it's, it works. It's very important because, as, as, as um, Mr. Berger here said, is it helps you salivate, which lets you enjoy that food more. Right. It makes your, your palate juicy. and you, you, If you look at some food that you want, you start salivating. The wine will do that and, and will give your body an automatic response. That makes you so. I love that. Acid. That's cool. Yum yum. Yeah, <laughs> baby. That's right. <laughs> and that's why it's so so important, um, particularly with more uh, delicate foods. So if you're your clams tonight, you don't want to be slopping a lot of oak and tannin onto those. Not at that, all. That, no. I want to drink what you've brought exactly. with my clams tonight. And and, and you shall. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Burger drinks it all. But well, you, no, you, not, can, no, you, no. you can arm wrestle for the Grenache or the Chardonnay. <laughs> you can have them, I'm not into drinking. I'm, I'm into per- persuading other people to drink. <laughs> it's California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Uh, it is Dan Berger and our guest today, Dan Barwick, the winemaker at... Tracini. All right, uh, I'm done talking about acid in wine. I just want to remind everyone that this is the drive, and (laughs) it's the drive, and we call it NPR on acid. I got to keep saying that because Blair keeps bugging me. You're not saying it enough. Okay, I'm saying it enough. (laughs) Dan, more thoughts. Well, one thing that we we do know about how great wine is achieved is that it starts with great vineyards and. Growers usually don't get enough sufficient or sufficient uh, uh, a credit for the amount of effort that they put in in terms of the uh, way they grow, grow the grapes. A, a winemaker really is the is the guy who decides what to do or what not to do once those grapes have been delivered to the winery. And one of the reasons why I really would like what Dan Barwick does as a winemaker is he's so respectful of his vineyards. There's very little that goes on that Dan does that is proactive as much as he is respectful of the vineyard. Tell well, me that's, about that's, that. That's, that's, that's high praise indeed. Thank you, Dan. It is really, really important that the vineyard is, is, is the main ingredient in, 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 in what we're dealing with and how that vineyard is managed. And all the best wines are made by people who are in the vineyard that care. Amen. That's it. Whether you're organic or biodynamic or sustainable, all of those steps are taken. It all adds up big time. And you have to separate every aspect. About Sonoma County becoming sustainable and and, and a huge percentage of their vineyards. There's a number and it's a high one. It's in the probably the 90 percentile. It is. And especially thanks to Carissa Cruz from Sonoma County Wine Growers. I heartily agree. Who was just with us on Tuesday. Yeah, Yeah. she really has done an amazing job. Her and her team have have, have knocked it out of the park. And what that tells people, from from my perspective, is is sustainable, is that everybody that's growing those grapes cares about every step that they take in that process. Exactly. And there's no... Everything is done gentler. And I think what it's given the growers 
is this sort of ability to step back and look at if that is necessary. Do we want to spray a herbicide? No, we don't. Or <laughs> there, are good, there are some are good, some are not yeah, so I good. I understand. But it I makes know, them make that decision for a better herbicide. Yeah, exactly. And all of those little, little steps make for better wine, think, a better think, environment. I really think that the best wines are made when there's a great grower and a great winemaker who are talking every day of the year. They well, not that intrusive, work, but well, not every day, but <laughs> those two, all right. So they, they're on the same page. They really under the, one doesn't try to do something that the other one is opposed to, or vice versa. Right. So you don't want it's uh, staying in com- communication because there's so much involved with growing the grapes and they, they making the say, wine. They used yeah. to say that the best fertilizer are the footsteps of, of of a winemaker in the vineyard. That is to say, if the winemaker spends time in the vineyard, he's typically going to be in communication with the grower, right. and that helps. Right. Correct. And uh, uh, Dan Barwick, uh, winemaker at Trichini, uh explain how you deal with the grape growers and all the people uh, and where you get your grapes from to make the fabulous wine that you are making. Uh, the, the, my relationship with the growers is to go in there and for me to listen to them and understand the vineyard, and I, I'll have my own opinion of that vineyard very, very quickly, but uh, work with that grower to produce the right fruit for the wine that I'm making. Right. And a lot of that has got every step of the way, but particularly pruning and uh, uh, what we call canopy management, how much sunlight each one of those bunches sees um, is very, yeah, that's, very important. That's all such deep stuff, and I, I can't imagine. I've been in radio 50 years, sitting in a studio like this, thinking that I know what's going on, but I don't. Especially in the world of wine, and that's why we have you guys mm-hmm. yep. And And that's the most important. I want my growers to know the name of my dogs and my children. Right on. And vice versa. Right on. And I think that that level of... of, of, of Closeness is very important. That when we greet each other, there's this mutual respect to grow the best fruit yeah, possible. I, and if I'm I can that, understand I'm, that, man. And that's deep, but it's it, cool. It is for me, yeah. And when you go to those vineyards, you have this extraordinary it's, energy. It's like any area of expertise. The more you know, the more it results in quality. And success. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of trying to force this. That is to say, I don't put a 100-point score on anything just because I like it. What I like is authenticity. To me, the word authenticity counts a lot more than any score. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I drink a lot of other people's wines from actually all over the world. And it, it, it is tasting those wines that you can sense feel that and, and taste that sense of place i think is is, is kind of what you're i just sort of relating I just, to I, I just spent way too much money on a bottle of uh, labar valley uh white wine uh, from me, me too Pui, Pui Fume. it cost me way 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 more than i ever would ever spend on a bottle of wine a few years ago and i just said i'm i'm out of my league but I, I need to try this wine once in my life at a time when other people are already going completely nuts for it. So I spent way, way, what, way more. What was that wine? How much did you spend? $139 Ooh, a bottle. Baby. Wow. For a Celex. 
which you can't find for you can't find sea legs for less than two hundred anywhere. Sea legs. S i l e x. It's the name uh, the of the French. soil in the French in the uh, in the Loire Valley. Loire, yes, in yes. the Puy Fumé area, and yeah. it's made by DDA Dagger. Did you like it? I haven't opened it yet. I'm, oh. wait, I'm waiting to serve oh. it to a in, friend of mine. In 30 years, Dan yeah. will open so it. You got that from Bottle Barn, didn't you? I did. Did they? Did you get it from that promotion? They I did. did. I bought some some of that oh. that same wine. <laughs> so how cool is that? 139. dollars That's the most I've ever spent on a bottle of wine. Me too. Oh, very good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spent anything on a bottle of wine because I've for 15 <laughs> years been doing a wine show, and you guys all bring That's it right. in. Yeah. Uh, let's talk uh, again. Our, our our guest. Is Dan Barwick, a winemaker at uh, Tracini. It's California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. And uh, Dan Berger, of course, my co-host for all these years. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this because I'm very tired. Next wine. <laughs> the next wine. <laughs> the next wine. Oh, the red. Yes, yeah, the red because uh, Dan Barwick has poured a red. Well, I almost finished the bottle already. <laughs> well, chug it down, Mr. Berger. <laughs> Uh, I'll give it to Dan Berger first. Talk about uh, this red wine. And well, I'm it's assuming noir. it's a it's Pinot. Pinot. It's no, Pinot Noir, but it's pretty special. Uh, what I like, two, two things I like about it. Um, number one is low alcohol, 13.7 alcohol, which is pretty astounding. That is low for a Pinot. For a Pinot Noir these yeah. days, you know, 13.7. A natural is, 13. Right. And then the other thing I like about it is, oh, do, I, I, do I hear an echo here? It's called acid. <laughs> it's got great acid. NPR on acid. <laughs> thank you yes, very much. Thank Steve. you. Thank and you. again, all natural acid. So there were no acid additions made to this wine. You're right. Okay. This, 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 the balance in this wine was created in the vineyard. And I've uh, been working with Atlas Vineyard Management for several years. And finally, we're, we're getting to dial it in. And I'm now working... Uh, with a young man called uh, Mark Domenichelli, who comes from a long history of great grape growers. And, and what year is this? 2022. So okay. it's a baby. Right. And he's making a big difference in how this fruit is grown, and that's important. Well, the other re- reason I like this wine, even before I tasted it, was the fact that it's light in color. And me, to me, the most important thing in Pinot Noir is flavor and, and uh, aromatics. So if you have flavor and aromatics, then you're about three-quarters of the game is over but if you look at the color sometimes it tells you something and in this case the wine is very light in color and i love for a pinot this. for pinot yes which is, is well, i like that it's too. the way it's supposed to be yeah As i agree these pitch I agree. black pinot noirs well, but, always scare the hell out of me. but if you turn the lights out no one knows i don't drink color i drink the wine <laughs> but continue so the idea of this is is again not really paying attention to color what i was really looking for with depth and complexity and structure in uh, a, a, a vineyard that shouldn't be as good as it is. Really? Yeah. Go where, off on that a little vineyard? more. It's the Vicini Vineyard on Shiloh Road. I, I, that it's make, Russian River. That doesn't make any sense to me, but that's another story. We'll, we'll talk about this off air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, Dan, it? you haven't made sense to me in years. <laughs> <laughs> Talk. Explain that. You can't just throw that okay, sentence out right. and not explain the it. The label shows that it's made from clone 777, among others. 
right? And two you know, clones. two yes. clones. We're yeah. made from clone ninety-five five. <laughs> there we go. Right, okay. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Ninety-seven or seven 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 is a very very tricky clone of Pinot Noir because it typically grows best in very very cold areas, and that vineyard is not a cold area. Not particularly. And Dan Barwick sort of uh, mentioned he, that uh, earlier. He must have figured it out on the vine and picked them early. Well, I didn't pick them early. I picked them just right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You did it. You nailed it. It's a fabulous point. That's a great Barwick line, <laughs> which I'm used to. <laughs> but it is. It's very important. I, and it was, it was it, 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 being in there and dialing in that, that pick date. And now, particularly with um, labor um, being a challenge, sure. you have, I have to pick that pick date two weeks out. You, never, you could be able to do that in two or three days. 20 years ago, they were crew ready to come in and pick. But now we, that, that, that luxury is gone. So I now have to pick that to two weeks at least going out. Wow. And On top of everything else you do at Trichini, well, you're, you're going to do that. Is, and, 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 and to be quite honest, I, I, it's a, a skill set that I've learned to try and perfect. Sure. And I'm getting better and better and better at it. Which is really good as this labor and, and the resources of, 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 of making wine in the vineyard become very much more difficult and challenged um, because of labor laws and whatnot. Um, dialing it in becomes a, a, a special skill set that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to embrace. Yeah. And you can only do that by being in the vineyard no, and, I can do and working with it, just like we were talking, you know, dogs and children's yeah. names. <laughs> uh, Dan Berger. Well, I really more thoughts. And by the way, how long would you lay this Trichini well, Pinot down? I'm not a big fan of aging Pinot Noir to begin with. I think six to seven years is really as yeah, much no, see, as most. Uh, six to seven years. minutes is Min- about what well, I do. Okay, that's I, fine. But six, you know, now you, if you were to put this, uh, well, keep if going. I were to put it in my cellar, yeah, I, I would. I would put it in for six to seven years, but. Because this wine is so beautifully structured, I really have not a clue how long it will go. And I think about 12 years, this is going to be unbelievable. 12 wine. years. Now. I don't have 12 no, years. No. So. <laughs> this this <laughs> Pinot, uh, yeah. and we always talk about this for all these years, two, three hours in a decanter? Oh, for sure. For tonight? At least. Well, the, the yeah. wine's not released yet. Uh-huh. So, and it's will, still, well, in the next few months, because the 2001 is, is sort of, sold out so continuity is a big thing with uh, wine uh, selling wine um, but I think in four years this will be absolutely sweet as, as you're talking about I think four, four years will be ideal for most people six to seven for me and longer term if I if I could get my hands on a couple of more bottles and just throw in the cellar and wait for about ten that would be ideal Right. Because we'll, this... we'll make that happen. So when you walk into your cellar, there must be a whole bunch of bottles just like trying to grab your attention, <laughs> waving at you, and stuff. All me, of me, me, every me, last me. bottle. In he there. goes into a cellar and he can't even find. He doesn't even no. know what's going on. He's on his hands and knees, going, "What is this? What you're, you know?" No, but my, my but mind is still it. sharp. It's the wines that are getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> it is California Wine Country now. Every Friday, we've been doing it for I don't know, fifteen years on Wednesdays, but. Now we're 
on Fridays, and I think that's a grand idea. And thank you, Dan Berger, for uh, bringing that up. Uh, it is brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Our guest today, Dan Barwick, the winemaker at Trecini Winery. Uh, all right, guys. I'd, I'd like to. We, we left about the aging of this Pinot. Yeah, please. And I'd like to know it's please somewhere go. between six minutes and 12 years. Yeah. And <laughs> I think we're well, closer to six minutes and the 12 Dan years. Dan will lay it down for 12 years. I'll d- <laughs> but this is not normal. I'll lay it down Just for 12 minutes. This, yeah. <laughs> out there, folks, you do not have to wait 12 years to drink this wine. You know, buy it at uh, one of the places, Oliver's, Safeway. Bottle Beach. Barn. Bottle Barn. Our Bottle sponsor, Barn. Yes. Bottle Barn. Is the best. I know. And t- buy it, settle it down for a day or two, which is always best, and then drink it. Enjoy it. And if you need to put it in a decanter for two or three hours, well, does that know, work the, the, or not? I, I say what you do is you, you, you open the bottle, you have half a glass, and you put your thumb over the top of the bottle, and you turn that bottle whoop, Upside down and then back gently, and then pour another That's glass, the same, and then and then pour another. That is the same as decanting. <laughs> Mike, is that is that good enough for right, you, Dan? Unless you want to pour from the second floor and into a decanter, uh, so it gets twelve feet. Burger, okay. just stop. <laughs> he he gets in, me. Well, that's why I call him no, no Dan Lay It Down Burger. What's up and coming for uh, Trachini Winery, Dan Bar- Barwick? Well, the harvest of 2023, which you already covered, I think is really exciting, and then that's what I'm really focusing on now. Um, the the Vicini, the Trachini Vineyard, is looking as best as I've ever, ever seen it. Really? In, in the twenty. 20- plus years that I've worked That's there. That's beautiful. It is. It, it's a really good heart feeling um, going into this vintage knowing that everything, that the energy that, that everyone that's been involved with that vineyard has come to fruition. Yeah, sure. And yeah. we're going to nail it and make right some kick-ass wine. Right on. Uh, Dan, well, kick ass wine, Dan Berger, uh, what's coming up uh, that you can tell our listeners for you? Uh, we'll see you again a week from today for week California today, we're Wine Country. We have Janice McDonald from uh, Wine Song, which is that wonderful Mendocino County oh, yeah. auction. Which is uh, they've been with us before. They've been, yes, yeah. they have. In fact, in the past, they've raised uh, millions of dollars for the Mendocino Coast Hospital, which is an absolutely fabulous, worthy cause. Uh, Mendocino's greatest uh, medical and emergency medical facility up on the Mendocino Coast. They'll be here with some of the wines, and they're going to promote their event, which is September 9th. And then following that, we've got about five other people who are clamoring to get in the door, and I have put a lock on it, and they will. They have to uh, pay their dues to get in the... Well, uh, yes, and they're always, for 15 years, been clamoring to get on this they, they, People uh, love this show because we have so much fun. Well, that's <laughs> a good part yours. of it. Great sense of humor. <laughs> I is. clamored for months to be here. <laughs> yes, I know. And it's so good to see you, Dan it's, Barwick. It's the best. Man, you're always so cool. And it's been so many times that you've been on the show and it entertained us and uh, taught us about things going on. It's Trachini Winery. TrachiniWines.com. Yeah. And you guys, uh, as you talked about earlier in the segment, uh, the, the tasting room, not... No, no, longer, now, no longer functioning. You can go in there and buy wines, right? And, and right. Uh, you'll you'll get the what's called the locals discount. 
which will give you a, a comparable price point. But you're all working all on what's going to happen in the future, and there should be another tasting room uh, situation happening at Tricini at some point, right? That would be a lovely idea. Um, I think we're a little far off that at this point in time. Well, just bring all your wines here to the crush, <laughs> yeah, and we'll have people come by, and we'll make this a tasting room. It really? Well, it already, it already is, Dan. I think, so. I think, I think it's some executive squirming somewhere. <laughs> no, not here. The old place, they'd be squirming. Here, they love us. Yeah, and this is, and, this is and, a great station. Yes, it is. As I've said many times over the last few months, the only station I listen to is The Crush, and I'm so proud to be part of The Crush right now. Dan Berger, God bless you, sir. It's great to see you for the Always first time good. in three months. We will see you and hear you next Friday on California Wine Country. And uh, Dan Barwick, always a pleasure, man. Yeah, great fun.